Welcome to D Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. This month, your D commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. And we are here today to talk to you about the Disney Channel cla- classic, um, The Life is Rough, starring Kyle Massey. It's a movie, that's for sure. I don't think it is. Actually, right, I don't think it is. I, I, like, I know this is going to sound weird, audience. And for the record, I had seen parts of this movie before. I had never seen a second of it. I had seen the beginning. And you know how they talk about them? And we talk, we've talked about it before on this show, the Mandela or the Mandala effect of yeah. like... You remember it differently than actually And like people, they, people make a joke that they remember a movie starring Sinbad called uh, Shazam. Or, is it, or no, Kazam is the real one with Shaq. Right? I don't fucking know. There's okay, but the, but people are like, I remember that movie existing. The I, best example is the Bearstein Bears. I don't know why we're using a different example. Well, I just because it, like I, it, it's specific to film. Is what I'm saying is is I feel like this movie is from an alternate universe and like it doesn't actually exist because I don't think it's actually a movie. That, yes. Like no, I like by the definition of a movie, it is not a movie. It nothing in this quote unquote movie has any weight to it. It's there like, is huge amounts of time, like huge amounts of time with no dialogue and just nothing it's, happens. It's almost a silent film. There's in in so, many ways, there's so much hijinks with I, no plot. I th- I feel and not even hijinks because there's not even any stakes to the hijinks. It's just like slop scenes. You know who I always make fun of like the slime yeah, scenes in these movies. I wouldn't even no. I wouldn't say I know what you're talking about, but I wouldn't say slop scenes. I think it's just dog mischief. Like yeah, dog mischief. Have you seen the any of the Beethoven movies? Yes. That, that's oh, like, that's what this is. It's just like two hours of dog mischief. No, yeah, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like someone watched one of the Beethoven movies. I know there's like eight. I think I've seen bits and pieces of all of them. Well, Pro- they're named like Beethoven pro- 6. That, that, like pro- that probably equals at least one of the Beethoven movies. Name, the same with like Beethoven 2nd. Yes, right. thank you, Emma. Also, why did that never get an Air Buddies style spinoff like the Children of Beethoven? Beethoven's and Buddies? Beethoven's Buddies, exactly. Um, But I've seen enough bits and pieces of that. I feel like someone watched the Beethoven movies and was like, man, people really love this dog mischief. What if we made Made our own dog mischief movie, but then had none of the ancillary, like, meaningful characters or story to really make it a worthwhile experience. I love Kyle Massey, and I don't remember if he has been embroiled in controversy and if it's okay for me to say that, but I always liked him on that. So, Raven, what has he done? I don't think so. I feel I know Orlando, Orlando Brown has. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a no-go. He's, he's gone some places. I don't remember there being anything wrong specifically with Kyle Massey. I'll go to the trades gonna go to a quick google on that one but this there is not enough plot around the dog mischief like no, he doesn't have enough to do nobody has enough to do that's what i'm saying it's besides the dog there it's nothing it's like smoke like you can see it but you can't really touch it like nothing th- is really there and it's not just dog mischief we're saying dog mischief but it's like dog mischief and then hip hop montages a moral communication with a minor oh, we're not loving oh, kyle Massey. wait wait did define immoral sending pornographic material to a 13 year old oh a hard tough break kyle thanks Massey. for playing kyle thanks for playing <laughs> we'll send you the home game anyway what really gets me is like yeah it's like smoke there's genuinely nothing to this movie i believe this script to be 14 pages I, like there must it must be a 14 page script and then like the only reason that this movie hit two hours it was fucking long the only reason 
that it hit it's two hours. Not two hours. Whatever. I hate the actual running time it was is because like the mass of this movie would just be one sentence. Like dog pulls Kyle through mud. <laughs> yes. And so the whole script was probably 14 to 15 No, pages. you're wrong. It's just dog pulls blank through yeah, blank. Mud, like, through yeah, blank. that's it. That's the, and like what's crazy is so this was written by Eddie Gazellian, which is a name I recognize. And he did a lot of work on Power Rangers RPM, which many people, including myself, believe to be one of the best written Power Rangers seasons. I would have rather watched Power Rangers I, than this. Yeah, I'm not even a fan of Power Rangers. I don't understand what happened here. My, I genuinely, and I'm not throwing shade at Eddie G. I know he's he, he can do what he's going to do. But like, I don't think anyone wrote this movie. No, I, I think it was think, written by an algorithm. I think, or in, as you posited, a Mad Lib. Yeah, I feel like they just, this is a fun fact about the first Iron Man movie, that there was real no real script. They just kind of had a general idea. That's what this was. That's what this. uh, There are uh, points where I felt like Kyle Massey was improvising. Did you get that sense? Especially at the end. No, I think everyone was kind of improvising. (laughs) Honestly, is what I'm saying. And it's like I think the dog was improvising. You can do that in the first. In the you do that in the Iron Man movie because Robert Downey Jr. and uh, bald guy. Are you saying you don't think that this dog is on par with Robert Downey Jr.'s acting ability? I think this dog's a fantastic actor. No, no, no. The dog is the best actor in the whole (laughs) film. I'm not dissuading that. But I'm saying Jeff Bridges was the name I was looking for. But like they're like the actors are not to the caliber of Robert Downey Jr. and Jeff Bridges and so you just get like nothing. It's literally a scene of them being like sentence? Sentence. Sentence. That's and Nobody has any real motivation that makes sense. No. And people change their morals on a dime. Oh, don't they, even. Their I, belief cannot, systems. I cannot wait to get to that because that is. The only one with honestly a consistent character is the dog. The, he has a strong heart. I, my <laughs> favorite characters. I wish it was this movie would have been so much better if they had just said fuck it to the humans and made it like a look who's talking style thing where we were in the dog's head. Because he was the most. You're looking, you're looking for cats and dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie. Or look who's talking where the dog you're in the dog's head. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. I, yeah. I thought you meant the dog was literally talking. No, no, no. You just hear like John Travolta is his thought. Isn't that look who's talking now? It's the third one with the dog. Yeah, look who's talking too is a sibling. Look yeah. who's talking now is a dog. Yes, and a cat, I think. But like, here's the thing, guys. What I'm going to say might be controversial. There's kind of something to it because like I didn't hate it. No, like, I, I no. was sitting. I was just sitting there watching it and had the attitude of like this might as well happen. Like, it's great um, background television. Yes. I wish I didn't have to take notes on it because had I been folding my laundry I would have been very much fine with it being on the television because none of the actors are grating and the dog is cute it's entirely unoffensive the dog is the best thing in the whole movie the dog is gorgeous and I just love that they committed to getting a massive animal it's fucking huge it's so big folks at home picture a large dog now make it two times larger than any picture and I don't know it's like obviously is a mutt of like a freaking Great Dane and an Irish wolfhound or something like the two biggest dogs possible I think it's part bear is the mom yeah it is a massive animal and I honestly love it but like it's nothing but it's inoffensive like I let's dive in yeah I well I'm kind of dreading it because like there's it's there, gonna be a quick podcast guys yet again this be. script it, was 14 pages I it might be I uh, yeah you know what let's, I'm just gonna start I want to talk some about my favorite characters but I'll talk about them as they come as up. they come up because we're gonna meet the first one right now which is Tycho the dog so this movie the, they, so this movie also the credits come up and I wanted to let you guys know this it says Kyle Massey Mitchell Musso I didn't remember Mitchell Musso being in this by the way he's so little this is pre Hannah Montana it's baby it's, Mitchell it's, Musso he, he must have filmed this two to three years before Hannah Montana. He looks six years old. He looks ten. <laughs> so young. <laughs> I'll talk about that later. But the names start coming up and it's like Kyle Massey, Mitchell Musso, K. Panabaker. Correct. And I wrote down, I love a Panabaker. 
roster, but whenever I see that name flash on a fucking roster, I never know which one I'm going to see. I don't remember which one's Kay, and I don't remember which one's Danielle. Danielle's and then when the I saw one. her, I was still like, there she is. I don't, but I'll always be surprised. Also, I also think she, like, of the humans, is maybe the best actor, just because she actually... Mitchell She's Lusso, the worst written. Yes, as, oh, absolutely. As Mitchell, Mitchell Lusso's a close second, but he is he only really comes through at the end. I think throughout the film, she brings the most solid energy to her role, and she's I appreciate great. I appreciated that. Yeah, she's horribly written, as we'll get into later. But so we open, and like, this movie made me really, like, think about the world we live in. I fucking hated this opening. Yeah. Like, this like, actually really bothered it me. It made me sad. It I made was, me really upset. Like, so... They were giving away, first of all, what no, appeared no, to be... No one was giving anything away. <laughs> Someone's dog just had puppies, and they put them in a cardboard box in front of a grocery store. I knew it was a gas station. With a sign... That was a gas station. With a sign that's... I saw fresh produce. I don't know what gas station has fresh produce. But they had a sign that said, free puppies, and then they just tore off into the night, expecting... <laughs> and the also... By the way, these appear to be purebred labs. They all look to be purebred yeah, labs. That's, so that's the other thing is our main character, Tycho. I'm just going to call him the main character because he is. Our main character, Tycho the dog, he's the only golden dog in this batch of black, like, lab puppies. It's fucking shit-colored yeah. dogs. I, and, like, okay, so first of all. He's so cute. They couldn't have adorable. found a cuter puppy. adorable. They it's couldn't adorable. have found there a cuter no, puppy. There is no iterated reason why no one and wants this dog. And all these stupid fucking kids okay, no, are coming no. out they, this of is, the store, picking, going, Mommy, I want that one. And picking up a puppy and they leave the fucking this, golden this, one. No, this is, okay, we, you gotta slow down here because this is what I was saying about this movie that made me really sad and broke me. Because this is a thing you see in like cartoons or something all the time where it's like a dog in a box and it just says free puppies on the street. And I was thinking about that. I was like, that's really messed up that people do that. Just leave puppies unattended or like the universe will handle this. Yeah, who knows what's gonna happen. Yes, obviously. But then here's level two of that. But then all the people that see it and don't do anything about no, it. No, yes, but no, here's level two. What parents th- are like, yeah, just take no, one. We'll th- leave the other no, six. no. No, that's level two of that to me, which is like, who goes to the grocery store, steps out, and then sees a box full of puppies and be like, you know what? I was just in there to grab some Oreos, but I'm ready to make this 15-year commitment of owning a dog. Honestly, my friend Mika did that with two cats. She was going to an art fair and saw a cage of cats and said, I'll take two cats on a fucking Saturday. (laughs) So there are people out there that do that. But I mean, a cat is on a certain level self-sufficient. Like, this is a newborn puppy that you have to take care of. Also, literally no debate. They're like, "Mommy, yeah, can I have that?" Yeah, like, oh, well, like, picking course, a puppy up on sweetie. the way out. It's uh, it's mind boggling. It's like a pack of Trident. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like uh, like the like when the Girl Scouts or whoever asked for but nickels. then what kind of fucking monster oh. takes the last puppy there's two puppies oh, left, this is... and then you leave one in the box and get in the car and guess what no. there's a storm no, hang, hang on hang on not only does he pick up the last la- uh, black puppy oh, he, he basically looks, gives it the he middle g- finger he looks at Tycho the golden dog and says good luck there kid and just also that kid is six that kid yeah as a six year old child is just like well sucks to be you right you're not cute enough even though it's adorable so then it starts pouring I'm typing rain. it all caps in my nose guys why does no one want that one he's perfect fuck these people bring him inside it's raining it's horribly sad and then we cut to a year later this dog no is... so it's raining oh yeah and it's true. pouring and then the fucking guy at the gas station yeah. closes up doesn't do anything doesn't do anything america is broken <laughs> america is broken olympus has fallen the guy looks white house is down <laughs> and the fucking puppy he doesn't go outside to look at it but he's he it definitely, there's no, the there's no way he couldn't see it's it. It's Quinn time. And he's like, not my closing problem. time is playing over the speakers. And the puppy knocks over the little box. And, and runs off into the, the, rain, into pouring the rain. rain. Pouring rain and oh. storm. 
And we cut to a year later, and the dog has become. I hate a, this movie. It's all the, long. The dog has become a massive behemoth in the span of a in year. In the span of a year, this dog has put it on two hundred. It has become pounds. the beast from the Sandlot. Literally, that's what it reminded me of. Yes, it's literally. Although that was like, I think it was just like a mastiff in that it one. It must be part mastiff. I don't know. It's just a massive animal. I like. I'm afraid of. If I this dog came up to me, I would be afraid of. Also, it. like the dog is huge, but it's also stunning. It's oh, like it's gorgeous. Especially it when they groom like, it. It has like gorgeous amber eyes, and then has like a nice white undercoat. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. I love this dog. The dog is guys. This is not a joke. The dog's the best part of the whole movie. He's a wonderful actor. I wrote that as well. <laughs> he's, no, he does great work. Because um, he's stray. He's and a stray. And he's a stray now. And he, he's outside a shop. And they're like, hey, get out yeah, of here. He throws water at him. the animal. And, he, and he's not alone here. He's got another stray dog he's pounding around That's with. meant to look fucked. Yeah, it's, like, it's, real, all, it's real gross. It's all gross. And so Tycho goes into the dumpster and gets a big fucking bone. Mm-hmm. And then he gives it to the gross dog. Yes. Because he's a good actor. And, and that's him showing his... That's You know how in most screenplays you have to save the cat moment? Yeah, it's a save the cat moment. Don't say like, oh, I guess the dog is the main character. The dog is the main character. That's it. Save the cat moment. That's it. You're absolutely 100% right. So while it's doing that with its stray dog friend, a dog catcher pulls up and says, wow, look at the size of that one. Okay, for we meet our other main character, which is... Also, two things. I hope this was just going to be an Annie. Why do they not just Annie? Get them together quicker. Oh, no. The whole whole cold open is just the dog. I I thought for sure they were going to bump into each other and they were going to Annie like, oh, I'm going to kill your dog, that dog, take it to the pound. He's like, oh. <laughs> gonna kill the t- they don't kill them on sight. Well, <laughs> what are you talking? <laughs> to protect him from eventually being killed, he's gonna be like, "Oh no, that's my dog!" And like scam him because he's a scammer. He's a flim flammer. No, um, we'll but, get to the flim flammer. Right, that's not what happens. It's the whole cold cold of it is just the dog. So the thing, the other character we meet, which I was saying, is the uh, the other most important character in the film is overdubbed dialogue, where these characters are so clearly not speaking to each other. They're a- the ADR the is ADR. so bad because it's because it's all so much dog mischief. They mm-hmm. they didn't get any. Of the they just get they shots needed. of the dogs, and they're like, "Oh wait, no one's." There to explaining what's going on. I mm. mean, um, that's what most of this cold open is. But the dog catcher gets out. And he's like, oh, look at the size of that one. And I said out loud, do dog catchers get like paid by, by the, the size of dog they bring in? Like, why, why do you care about the size of it? Um, And we so get the our- dog just does some dog mischief yeah, and we- runs through a fucking like farmer's market. That's also like a thrift store. Yeah, there's like a thrift the- store. At one point, guys, this was the only part I liked. He goes to the thrift store part where all the clothes and he comes out and he's wearing a little hat and a tutu. He is doing that, yes. And someone overdubs my vintage clothes. And that was cute. Um, it was pretty good, but then he stops to like because a girl got like a lollipop and he wants to lick it, and so then they catch him. And then we cut to Kyle Massey, who skateboards on a hanger in his closet. What the fuck was that? I, I have many questions about Kyle Massey's character in this film. It's he's a skateboarder who's also like a Wall Street bets hustler. No, kind he's of a... not a hustler. I figured out what they're trying. What they do? They try to. Okay. He's a, like a fixer, like Kerry Washington in Scandal. <laughs> he's a. I'm dead fucking. You're serious. not wrong. I don't disagree. He's not on Wall Street, but he fixes people's problems and has like creative kind of scammy solutions. Connections. Connections. Yeah. And he's always on the phone. There's a fucking scene where he calls that kid from the pizza place and he's like, don't worry where I am. Like, <laughs> pick up the phone and put the drop the files. That's from Scandal. That's Scandal. Yeah, it is a little bit. You're not wrong. That's a much better way to think of it. You're totally right. But that would have made sense on its own and have him just be like an entrepreneurial kid who wants to, he doesn't see the point in school. He wants to hustle and make money. The fact that that's also tied into him being obsessed with these fucking comic books. Yeah, that's the level number three, is that he's a massive fan. Okay, god damn it. 
<laughs> he's a massive fan of the comic book series Gotham Man. Which felt like a placeholder as they were thinking for a better superhero name and they never landed it's, on Yeah, one. it's just because it's like Superman, but then they were like the other famous one is Batman, which is from Gotham, so Gotham Man. No, but I, didn't Who you cares? think they were probably like, oh, we'll come up with something better, and then they just oh, yeah, no, Gotham yeah, I, Man. I don't disagree with you. And so he's trying to collect every issue of it, which seems difficult. I think they say there's like 700 issues or something like that, but he, but has, he only has 10 on it as well. Well, right? I, imagine those the, I imagine those are the oldest ones okay. that he has, because it started in like 1947. You will learn very in-depth the and guess what, guys? It's not going to be relevant to the plot whatsoever. No, not really. But he's getting ready, going to school. He's getting, he's looking at his collection. He's like, mm, two more to go. He leaves, goes to the kitchen, and the dad's like, hey, son, you know, take the trash. These, okay, this is also, like I was talking about up top, these parents are nothing. These, well, they're also two alive parents, which, like, where's the spice in that? They are two alive parents. He's an only child. I kept waiting for them to be- Serve a purpose? To, well, I mean, like, they do contribute a little bit to the, like, the quote-unquote plot That's but it's just like they could have just been like dotted line outlines of adults oh, you and, could have like, used a cardboard cutout of his could, dad and just it, wobbled him around every, literally everyone could have been a cardboard cutout of this movie but like you could have just done the charlie brown that wah 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 and it would have been you're gonna have some responsibility stop taking shortcuts which i don't think he's taking shortcuts i, I, I honestly i kind of like it I, I i appreciate some of his hustle a little bit he's not like taking shortcuts he's providing a service and people are paying yeah, him back and like that's an exchange of goods it clearly requires a lot of thought like it's it's I I like his work ethic because like yeah the dad's like take the trash out and he's like it's covered dad don't worry about it and then he's like two kids roll up with the trash yes and his dad's like what the fuck I didn't see you take the trash out and like the kids are taking the trash out for me he goes hey thrash and no no what's Kyle Massey's name oh Calvin hey Calvin thanks for hooking up with the, up for those mud buck with those mud bucket tickets yes, that they're is the it. thickest band alive and so it's like he's connecting people through tickets and then like for payment he's like gotta take the trash out for me Correct. that's not really taking a shortcut he's entrepreneurial. I they they briefly the closest they get to having any sort of character or interesting conflict or whatever with their son is at one point they said we asked you to take the trash out and you didn't do it and I was like okay okay yeah I guess that's kind of but it still got done yeah if I, he had tried to pass it off on someone else or something and it didn't happen then I was gonna say it shows a lack of responsibility but no he but was he, he had to get the tickets yeah, he was, responsible. and he was respond no he was responsible and he still made sure if he had just forgotten about it yeah. that would be like I yeah I don't I don't know if I agree with these parents. No. And, and while I was watching the movie, none of this really hit me and I don't care, but I I kind of appreciate his game. But he goes to school on a skateboard. Where he meets Fig with two Gs. Fig with two Gs. His name is, what they say what his first name is? They do at a certain point. But it's his best friend who's played by Mitchell Musso. Tiny little baby Mitchell Musso. And I was like, is he fucking 10 He's here? so young. He's, he's got a little baby it face. This adorable. came out in 2005 and I'm assuming it was probably shot in 2003, 2004. And Montana, Montana didn't start to till, till 2006. You have all those dates in your brain. <laughs> I looked them up for oh, okay. Fair this enough. purpose. Look, I did research, guys. I'm so proud of you. The other, so the other thing is, and I, I feel like I hate this trope sometimes, but I really loved it here. Is like the kid who's the other kid's assistant. I actually like it here it's, it's because really it was good like here. scandal. Like he was like, <laughs> no, well, um, so I hate when it's like their their sidekick and they serve no point because his except for being like a sidekick. He was his assistant. He's like, what's my appointments look like? And yes. he's like, he's like, I have some documents. He's got like a PDA. He has like a PDA. He was like legit his assistant. Then I was like, is he like the coolest kid in school? A Apparently, and I don't know why I found that so unbelievable. But I this is when I was trying to make heads or tails of like, is he an entrepreneur? Is he a scammer? And I was like, this is before I realized he's a fixer. Yeah, and every but yeah, I don't. He clearly knows a lot of people. I don't know if he's explicitly popular. But there was about ten girls trying yeah, to go to the dance. Oh yeah, he's got girls like lined up to interview to go to the spring dance with him. Which number one sin in this movie? We never why see the, the dance. Why the fuck didn't we see the never dance? Never get to see the I dance. That's how it was gonna end. Yes, of course. 
purse and the dog was gonna storm through and like knock over a punch bowl table. Obviously. This was right here, guys. I feel, I really do feel they like- They even called back to this to then I, not show it to us. I really do feel like this movie was done exceedingly on the cheap. Yeah. Um, uh, compare, and that's saying something. They spent all their money on dog actors. Yeah, that can't, that, that really- Dogs yeah. don't work for cheap. Yeah, they never say, as they always say, don't work with kids or animals. But so yeah, Fig's like, well, we got a, you got a pop quiz coming up. You got report cards going out. So watch out for that when you get home. And we have some interviews lined up for you for the girl you're taking to the spring dance. And like, it is a hard cut to lunch where he's sitting across from like this pretty cheerleader girl. She's the head cheerleader and she works great in all spring colors. And then he asks her, what is the name <laughs> of God? So I, literally my eyes glazed over so hard when this happened. It's going to be hard for me to even recount it. He goes, what's the name of Gotham man's arch nemesis? And she's mm -hmm. like, Charlie. Or yeah, she gives like normal names and they're just like, we'll let you know. Thank you. And then we meet Kay Banneker. Kay Banneker. Thank you. We meet Kay Panabaker's character, Emily, who's I like. I thought she was going to be like the already vegan friend. Her personality is only that she likes animals. Yes. I was ready for her to be like the full save the whales, like have a purple streak in your hair, like that friend that's in every Disney Channel original movie, like wear scarves, but mm -hmm. like they don't even fully commit her to that. She just likes this one shelter and dogs. Yeah. Also, she looks a lot older than both of them, right? I um, feel like. I feel the like... ages in this movie are all over the fucking map. Yeah, that's. The, the... basketball team is 25 they... years okay. old. Okay, so that's the thing, right? We'll get to it in a second, but like when we. I think she's the same age as Kyle Massey because he looks younger than he actually is, but I she's a good three years older than Mitchell Musso. Yeah, for she, she just, sure. she just gave, or it might have just been her acting gave a bit more maturity to her than she actually has. So the thing that got, that gets me about the ages is when they pull up in front of the school, I rewound it to double check. It says it's junior high. It's a junior yes. high school. Yes. And Why are those fucking kids driving? Is it the high school? Is he fixed for the high school? That's what I was saying is the basketball team I assumed was for the high school. They pull up in a car. It has to be. <laughs> Right, but then he says like, "Oh, come on, I'll do it for school spirit," which implies, and then they're all sitting at the game, which implies, implies it's their it's school. Their school, I think. I feel like there was a miscommunication somewhere about how that was gonna work, or like they picked the wrong term. But there's no physically possible way that he's there in the sit there the same age as the basketball. Those people. kids are literally 22 years old. Oh yeah, they're go they they have scholarships to march. Even when they're like standing next to Mitchell Musso, I'm like Mitchell Musso is 10 and these kids are 22. Absolutely, they're about to start for UNC. I swear. Um, God. But uh, yeah, Kate Panabaker's at lunch and she's handing out flyers about the animal And she's shelter. like, that's a trick question. He doesn't have his super, Mark Nemesis doesn't have a name. Well, he, he first he takes a flyer from her just to like write some stuff down about Gotham Man or whatever. Or, or like, oh no, to, what comics Fig needs to pick up for him from the store. And then she's like, really nice, Kyle. You don't care about anything. And then she's like, by the way, that's a trick question, blah, blah, et cetera, et cetera. And then they walk away like, huh? A girl who knows about comic books? Uh, Insane. Anyway. So such a pick me. I hate it. So. It's not a pick me. She's not even really wanting to be picked. I don't it's think. just the writers. I hate it. I also don't think he's good enough for her. Not that he, again, I I have turned my opinion around on him, but I think she she would not put up with his nonsense. So after school, he goes to the comic book store and they're like looking in the window and then a, a Jeep of 25 year old men roll up. Yeah. And they're like, yo, Calvin, we need to talk. So now we meet my second favorite character in the film, which is Rondell, the head of this cat. Yeah, I, actually, I did not expect to fall in love. And then they, he takes Rondell to his mom. Rondell, Rondell takes, takes him to his mom's beauty hair salon. salon. Yes, or like she has a chair. The Where they all salon. sit and in a little circle. And like, and I. So this is the part of the movie that I had seen. I remembered this. Um, by the end, yeah, Rondell becomes such an awesome guy. I loved Rondell, man. But so he tells him, "Look, we have the last game of the season tonight. We need to the win." The opposing it. team stole our playbook. Correct. And we need to uh, get theirs. We need to win. This. He doesn't even say that. No, no, he, he says, says we just need. They're gonna know our every move. You gotta and we need fix to, this. We need to. Uh, we 
need to win this to get to regionals. This is when I wrote down, he's a fixer. Sure. And they're like, okay, what's, he's like, I can do it. What's it going to cost? And they're like, and he's like, oh, I'll do it for school spirit, which again, doesn't make any sense because you clearly don't go to the same school. <laughs> um, and it's also never agreed upon what they, it's but like, the price is, well, and then they have the comic book. They have, it, it, it's Gotham Man number also, two. Also, wouldn't they give him money? The fact that they buy the comic book and he, they, they, they cut out yeah. the amount of him needing like, to buy like it. it. Yeah. Because apparently these comic books are so rare. Why did just these random basketball dudes have access to this no, number two comic book? But th- this is the first time. I mean, I think it's the first time, but this really deeply confused me is Fig pulls him aside and he's like, what are you doing? Like, you would, what do you think you're going to get out of this? And he goes, I'm thinking Gotham Man 43. And what I thought he meant was that was one of the comics he needed. Like, he's apparently- Is that co- not what that meant? No, he needs numbers one and number two. They give him number two. What it means is the thing they do throughout the whole movie where they're like, it's just like Gotham Man number whatever, whatever. It's this. And so, oh, and he's referencing the plot. He says it's number 43. And then Fig goes, oh, a trade. You're talking about a trade. So in that comic book, he traded something or something. But I thought he meant, I'm going to trade him then my services for Gotham Man number 43. That's what I thought it was. Because too. that's what a normal person would think when you say that and sentence. also, Jesus fucking Christ, if I had to hear them say, expect the impossible one more fucking time, I was going to crack my remote in half. It also, I'm just going to say it right here, makes no goddamn sense. Makes- every, in every context they say that phrase, they then have to adjust. If you expect the impossible, it means you're already prepared. When they say it, it means they've met but with But it some- has nothing to do with being prepared. That's dude. what I'm saying. Expecting, it would be expect the unexpected. Right. That would be the phrase. Expecting the impossible, okay. Yeah. What does that mean? I mean, yeah, that's, it's, it's nonsense. True nonsense. But so he is like, don't worry, I know the guy who runs the equipment. The equipment manager for the other team. For the other team. And he can get us the playbook. And so then we do a hard cut to... This is where it was an episode of Skip. <laughs> where the kid, the equipment manager, is in a pizza joint and a fucking phone rings. In a napkin holder. In a napkin he has to holder. take it out of a napkin holder. <laughs> And then he kid picks up the phone. He's like, "Hello." And then he's like, "It's me, Kerry Washington." <laughs> and then no, Kyle Massey. And he's outside in the parking lot. And he's like, "Hey, Calvin, where are you?" He's like, "Don't worry about that." And he's like, "Do you have the playbook?" Then he's like, "Put it in the like newspaper dispenser." And then he's like, "I, I need to get something for this. I feel like a traitor." And he's which like, that is was the most bonkers thing to me that he agreed to this without uh, yeah, knowing what he was gonna get in return. And and so something that you do notice when the, he's talking on the phone, it's got all these insane lights on it. They and put I, you know like when you used to get sneakers that lit yes. up. And he some of them, they put those lights on the back of a normal fucking Samsung flip phone. I, I speaking of what I and said, and then they said this phone doesn't come out in the U.S. for another yeah, year. Yeah, because he he's like, I want something to return. He's like, you, ha- it's in your hand. It's an expensive Japanese cell phone that doesn't come out in the United States till next year. This is how I know they did it on the cheap because some of the props in this movie because it's literally a cell phone they stuck. But yeah, but no, there is one at the very end. I don't know if you picked up on it that literally looked like I made it. Like me personally made this prop, and I will talk. The about obstacle it. course? No, that's just reusing what they already did. But no, you, we'll talk about it so he rushes in like literally seconds before the game starts and i was like how valuable is this playbook gonna be when you haven't when you read have, it? yep you haven't you have read no it ahead of time but rondell's like sweet man you got their playbook we're gonna win this for sure no problem they don't they only win by one basket like <laughs> it is not a clean victory which i mean i guess is fair if they both know each also, jacques opens the game oh jacques yes of course we have to start with jacques so this is actually also what is the Jacques owner from? I couldn't tell. I, I did rec- research. I rec- I did research. I couldn't. I, I didn't see anything. Unfabulous and Valentine's Day. Unfabulous. Day after day, it's the best friend. No, what? Oh, what's his name? Jake Bahari. Not Jake no, Bahari. No, no, no. He's not. That should be Jake <laughs> Bahari. Eli Pataki. 
The, like, nerdy one. Yeah, the friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's not the hot guy. Jay- I just, those are the only male characters I know from that show. I've, I've, and he's in um, Valentine's Day, the Gary sure. Marshall classic. But, yeah, we need to talk about this because it, it is one of the few, We need like, to plots. talk about Bruno. Um, we need to talk about Jacques. I well, we first of all, what is the name of his owner? Preston. Preston. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You did it. Good job. I didn't think you'd actually remember. The thing is, if you're making a dog mischief movie, fine, that's your prerogative. What they don't traditionally have is a villain, and <laughs> Preston and Jacques become the villains of the film. But in- they don't even have a good motivation Luke. no they don't and again it's literally like they're not they, even good villains no they're just it's just like the parents it's just a white void of space where someone wrote villain over it and like you could have really had someone suck the scenery like you could have really had someone like be a mustache twirling poodle owner or something but this is so boring like, it's so nothing nothing that's what i'm saying nothing in this film nothing this character or really any other character does has any weight to it like there's no impact that you really feel like anytime something happens you're never like oh that's interesting i wonder what's gonna happen next Oh, so that's going to relate to this. You literally just sit there and just the images flash across your eyes and then the movie's over. That's what this yeah. film is. But so we meet Preston and Jacques. It's Preston and his wonder dog Jacques. And he just, the, he's Little like- Jack Russell. He's, yeah, he's a cute, he's a pretty cute dog. That like, it, you know, does jumps over things and catches Frisbees. And why would that be the pre-show for a basketball game? Because they had to introduce the film somehow. <laughs> the whole thing is so ham-fisted. Also, why did you- <laughs> Did you see the marching band? Oh, like in the stands? Yes. What about them? Why were they all dressed? You know that one Muppet that's a girl that looks faded all the time? That looks like high? Janice from the Electric Teeth? Yes. Electric Mayhem. Everyone in the marching band was dressed like Janice. (laughs) They all had like beanies. They all had beanies and sunglasses on. I need to unpack Emma's understanding of Janice. So instead of saying the one in the Electric Mayhem or the one that plays the musical instrument, you went with the one who looks faded all the time? She does. I mean, I don't disagree with you, but the fact that that's where you go first. I'm not lying. Go back and look at it. But what I will say about Preston is I don't care about him, but I appreciate in the sense of the film how delusional this man is. Like, he deeply believes that he and his dog are the coolest thing in the world and everyone it loves him and are so I wowed by I don't even think he sells that. No. I don't even think he sells it. No, he doesn't sell it in the film, but like that is what's happening. And I was like, no human being would ever believe this because like he sits down after his performance, which no one cared about. And like literally then the cheerleaders come out and just start doing that. And everyone's immediately like, oh, thank God. And those um, were not good cheerleaders. I saw oh, a really God. sloppy oh, round off back handspring. But he sits down and talks to the girl, Calvin was interviewing her and he goes, if me and Jacques can't get this team roused to victory nothing will and then when they when they win because again it's five seconds the game is five seconds long they're like we want to shout out a very the gym sp- is so we, we want to shout out a very <laughs> special fan and he comes forward of his own accord being like oh don't it all goes to Jacques he's the best dog in the this world this was supposed to play for laughs oh it? there's there is but is there any laughs in this movie did you I, laugh once I laughed at one thing at the, ver- at, the, at the very end when the mom plugs her hair salon and looks at the lady with the same yes I that's laughed that's, 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 that's that's one good joke I was like where has this woman been for yes. the Honestly, honestly. But uh, yeah, no, they win. They should give Kyle a shout out. Kyle. They give Calvin a shout out and are like, thank you. You helped us win the game. No one cares. And so we cut to school the next day and he's skateboarding out of it. And and this is when I wrote, I'm already bored of watching skateboarding. I I, I could have cut so much skateboarding. I was bored in general. That's why also, guys, you know why I was like, oh, there's like no dialogue. The script must have been really short because there's so much dog mischief. It's not just dog mischief. When there's not dog mischief, there's skateboarding.
recording. Yes. Which also has no dialogue. It also no. isn't interesting for me to watch. And it's also so clearly not Kyle Madison. Yeah, we'll talk obviously. We'll we'll talk, we'll it's talk none of them. It's none we'll, of them. We'll talk about that in a second. But so he's coming. Okay, I will say though, and I think it was her. Did you fucking see at the end when Kay Panabaker came, peeled off that bike in no. one fluid motion? Oh, like that I mean, was, was just, fucking oh, well, she crazy. Was, she, she was a woman on a mission at that they point. She, guys, she's riding this bike at full speed and I don't think it was a double and she side saddles it, swings her legs over and in one fluid motion tosses the bike to the ground and then hits the ground running. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I've always been freaked out and this is a personal thing about me. I've always been freaked out about how children treat their bikes because like my oh, bike, She tosses that bike yeah, right now. Yeah, like when I, when I had a bike as a kid, I didn't ride it that much but like we kept it in the shed, you know, we kept it like safe and pretty. Kids in TV and kids I know just freaking throw their bikes oh, out. She like, throws they leave the them out in the rain but and get all rusty and I don't get it. the bike on the ground, she glides oh, yeah, through the air and lands on her feet. Sure. I'm always mystified by the things Emma notices in a movie and then when I ask her what a character's name is, she's like, I don't know. Um, so he comes out of school and Fig I want to say one thing before we get into this part because this is when he's going to realize it, he was going to want this comic book. Is it about his asthma? No, I couldn't give less of a shit about the asthma. I will say that I did think this was interesting. And I'm not saying it was a good choice because yet again, I think this character has no arc and it's a bad movie. It's so rare that we start a decom with a main character whose life is great. Yeah, he's, like he's, he's got, firing on all cylinders. He's got it pretty figured out. He's getting like a standing ovation at the basketball game. He's got his friends. He's got many dance options. Usually it's the, all both of his parents are alive. Usually it's the reverse. Yeah, I feel like they try and throw that in at the end that like the dog comes into his life and helps him grow. But I mean, really it just like teaches him to do chores, I guess. I don't know. But Fig comes up. Fig has to use his inhaler. Fig has asthma. And I was first I was like, oh, that's nice to just throw in that a character has asthma. You know, you don't see that all the time. But then, but then it becomes his tragic backstory later on. One asthma I don't, attack. Don't even, we'll get there. Um, But he's like, you gotta go to the comic shop. And so they go to the comic shop. They have Gotham Man number one, which is the last comic book he needs for his collection. Literally, the amount of interest I have in my voice is the amount of interest I actually I'm have. I'm looking at anything but and my And they, they say some crazy things. It's $3,000. It's $3,000. There are only eight in the world, which is the most insane fact they could imagine because it would and be worth, he only has 144 be, bucks to his name it would be worth millions of dollars if there were only eight in the world number that's, one that's what i thought okay i don't know comic books but i was like that's so low action, that three thousand dollars is so low action comics number one which is the premiere of superman is worth like three million dollars that's what i'm saying right? and like if there were only in the world why is it just at your random local comic book store for three for three k i think honestly that's a very achievable amount like i watch some cars i would get a job i don't i would just go to my parents and be like listen i know this is insane but i will like you don't have to buy me a car when I turn 16 anything like this is the number one thing I want in the world or like, just get a fucking job and start well I think the idea is and then ask your parents to chip in half or something I, or yeah, go half on it but I think it's so ham-fisted that the only way he thinks to make money is to enter a dog show I, I imagine and this is never said in the film this is me picking up on subtext I imagine he feels he needs to get it quickly because someone else will buy it very I wish they would have said that I'd, so do I but like have a comic book store guy who goes there's a lot of interested buyers so yeah he and Fig go crunch the numbers and he's like you, you can't afford this man you've got hundred and forty dollars because you know you're a child and he's like all right well i gotta figure out a way to raise money and then he's skateboarding home and he goes by preston's house where preston this 
uh, this is so weird. Anyway, Preston's like directing a fleet of gardeners, like adult male gardeners about where to put in a fountain. And I thought this was so weird until later when it made sense. I was like, well, why are back. we focusing on this random adult male gardener? I, I actually didn't expect him to come back, but in hindsight, I realized, oh, they did put so much focus on him. But I think they were, because in the moment, you just think they're trying to show that Preston is an asshole. And is but they like, were zoomed in on his face. And well, I was well, like, why really, am I looking at him for Because so it was giving long. an incredulous look of just like, is this kid really yelling at me about how much space he needs also, in the army? Also, if you noticed, again, this movie was done on the cheap. In, in order to make Preston's house look like fancy and rich and to like explain these like gardeners, the street in front of his house, there's a bunch of fucking trees. And around the base of the trees, instead of actually planting flowers, because they probably are shooting at someone's random house, there's just bouquets. <laughs> like, like it's a grave site. Like, there's just bouquets of flowers laid around the trees. I did not notice that. That's hilarious. But then Jacques all of a sudden gets a bloodthirst in him and he jumps out of Preston's arms or whatever and runs and attacks Kyle on a skate. I don't know why he's calling him Kyle. Oh, because his name is Kyle Massey. And so Calvin freaks out on because because Preston runs over. I don't over. even know how we get to him getting so this Preston, dog. So Preston runs over and is like, oh, Jacques, did the mean boy attack you? Oh, I love you so much. My sweet, sweet Jacques. And he's got like a longer name than Jacques, but I'm just gonna call him Jacques. And he's like, what are you talking about? The dog ran down from your house and like bit me. Like you're insane. And he goes, this is Jacques Darman du Dupont Paris. He's won like the first place top dog show year two years in a row. And he goes, okay, great. Listen, I don't care about any of your vibe. Bye. And he goes to leave and Preston trying to flex just goes, the top prize is $5,000. And so Kyle Massey. Oh, so he says it in front. Okay. okay. And which is like, I don't mean to be this guy, but why is the prize not exactly $3,000? Cause at that point, cause it, what's he going to do with 2000 extra dollars? Well, that's the thing. Do they need 5,000 to shave the shelter? Is that the math that they're doing? No, they never give an explicit figure. And so at the end, spoiler alert, but I don't care because the plot is nothing in this film. Spoiler alert, at the end, he doesn't buy Gotham Man. He just gives the money to the animal shelter we're going to go to in a second. But I was like, like, dude, you could have just bought the comic book and had 2,000 left over to give to the animal shelter. Like, that's still a really good donation. Like, but so he gets this, see the idea in his head, seed of an idea in his head that, oh, I need to win this dog show. That's an easy 5K. No problem. And they go to the library. Fig goes over like the rules being like the the championship. None of these rules hold up later on in the movie well no it's 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 not so much about like the rules of the thing because obviously i don't think anyone who touched this movie has ever seen a dog show no and like it's a weird enough thing that i obviously a kid's not gonna know how a dog show works so whatever he then is like you can do anything Yes. At they, the end, you can do tricks. You can do anything to press your. It's like performance art. It's an art. obstacle course. They, I, why, okay. did they, why did they make it sound like it's performance art when it's a fucking obstacle I course? I have two explanations. I have two points on that. Both is, competitions we see, it's an obstacle course. The first one is explicitly an obstacle course because that's like the traditional dog show, like running through the, running over the horizon. No, a traditional dog show yeah, is fucking, you put the dog up there and they yeah, run his tail and go, yeah, the first, the, the yeah, kind of doodle. And oh, this is not a dog show. It's an agility. Agility. Um, thank you yes that's what i mean that it is just that but then in the second one yeah they say it's more of like a performance thing which um, that is not but, what that is but i think what they did in, in universe i think they just supply those similar agility items to give for the animals to use in the performance kind of a thing so they can jump over stuff and go up ramps or whatever which is like still kind of part of it but the real reason is, is again this movie was done on the cheap and they just needed to repurpose all those props and so they just reset them all up as a slightly different set well i guess it does make sense because the dog really doesn't do the fucking agility courses 
at the end. No, I know it doesn't. Uh, but I actually kind of like that in a weird way. I'll get there. But he and Finn go over the rules and he's like, well, this is a dumb idea. We don't even have a dog. And uh, Calvin's like, please, I can get a dog. He and goes to get Tycho from K. Yeah, he goes to the animal shelter at, because, you know, dogs, a real purebred dog costs money. Oh yeah, they go to look at the pet shop first and the dog's and, like 800 bucks. Yes. And so he goes to the animal shelter and he sees like a nice dog up front and he's like trying to get this one. And Kay Badabaker's having none of it where she's like, she's trying to save Tycho from getting murdered. Right. But she also just doesn't want to give him a dog because she's like, in third grade, I brought my puppy for show and tell. And you said, and this was the one time I, I kind of laughed before my laugh at the end where, he, where she's like, you said all animals are gross. And he goes, you remember that? And then he's like, and then she said something else about like, I would never touch it, have a dog in my house or something. And he goes, you remember that? Like such a specific memory from third grade. And he's like, you know what? Fine. I thought, you know, getting a dog would be good for, oh, we did for, sorry, we forgot the establishing scene. So Kay Banabaker works there with a guy named Mr. Dudley. He's like, listen. I'm dissociating. Mr. Dudley basically tells her they're going to have to kill Tycho. Um, yeah, because he sucks at being a dog. He sucks at being a dog. He's massive. And they say they don't have enough space in the animal shelter for him. But she really wants to save Tycho because she really likes him, which was the, you know, the big dog from the cold open. And so he shows up being like, I want a dog, but I guess you won't give me one fine. And she like full on girl boss gaslight gatekeeps him into saying he could only take Tycho. Yeah, like, she only like, lets Kyle take Tycho. Yeah, he's like, are you sure this is the only dog available? This massive behemoth who like eats his shirt and stuff like that. And so he has to get a parent signature first, I guess. I, I imagine there's the report card also, there's a point. really ham-fisted line. It's so ham-fisted. Oh, when she's when he's taking Tyke home and Kate Pandemaker goes, just whatever you do, don't compete in any, don't give him any top dog, royal hound. Royal hound. Because they sponsor those dog shows and dog shows exploit animals. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Could they have not done that any better? I, yeah. And also, and also do dog shows exploit they, they, animals? See, now we're in the horse sense territory of like horse racing is animal, horse abuse or whatever. And it's like, listen. This isn't even hard on the dog. It's going up a tiny ladder. I I, listen, there racing are, is it puts you at the bottom of your limits. There is a lot of messed up shit in the dog world with like the American Kennel Club and like purebred dogs being monsters. Yeah, and but all it that going stuff. up the little so, ladder. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Is there's a lot of reasons to hate like the dog show organizations and all that stuff. She just seems to hate the idea of, of a dog of, going of, through of, the hoops. Of, of a dog going through a hoop, kind of a thing. And I don't know if I'm with her on that. I don't. I don't think the dogs really care that much. I think they're they pro- like it. They're probably happy to get treats. Uh, yeah. Like I don't know. I mean, listen, I don't know anything. I don't. I don't own a dog, but it seems like a really hard stand to take for almost no reason. Like, I thought they were going to do that thing at least where, like, the Royal Hound dog food is, like, you know, just straight up bad for dogs. Also, like, in this scene, like, I, my is only or whatever note, people say. Oh, yeah, like, like, it was, like, bad. No, no, it's just she that doesn't want to no, do the just, yeah, No, yeah. Also, in my only note from this scene is what the fuck is in Kay Panabaker's hair? It looks like firecrackers. I know. I, did, did you not notice that? I noticed it, but I just, I, I mean, like I said, my eyes were glazed over. I was just like, anything is happening, whatever. But so he has to go. And also, way to trick this tired, hard-working nurse into signing something she yeah. Yeah, so he has to get that was a, fucked up. He has to get a parent's signature. They confront him because he only has a decent report card. He's only like just passing all his classes and they're like, you don't apply yourself to things and responsibility, blah. It really is peanuts. Like, wah, 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 Yeah, it's wah, nothing. Wah. But so he gives her his report card to sign the next day and then like casually puts the adoption form underneath it so she'll sign both. Classic kid And move. she was tired. She's in scrubs. She's clearly worked a long shift. Yeah. Did you ever have to do that with mom and dad? Get a forged signature? No, not forged signature. Do the thing where you like try and get them to sign because I remember having to try and do it once and I like went to you for help to try and oh, I just forged mom and dad's signature I didn't try to like I didn't like get an authentic one from them well I was I would just took them and they signed and trace it I was in like first grade or something so I my, my skills weren't 
there. I yeah. would just trace their signature. Um, probably sign something as mom for you. Yeah, fair enough. But so then, then we cut to him getting the dog, like Emma was saying. And there's a fucking 20 minute sequence of him pulling him into a lake. Yeah, that's- We gotta move past uh, this. There's, that's, the, that's the thing, Emma's right. Like there, and like I mentioned up top, there are just like seven, like this is actually one of the longer ones. It's so ones. long. There are like seven dog mischief montages set to weird hip hop music. What is the music in this movie? It, what is, is the music is, in this it movie? It is all, so the only one I could- Dog, 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 the, dig it a dog. I have a dog, I have a dog, I have a dog, you're a dog. The, the only music I could find anywhere else is the one they play over the end, which you will hear at the break audience, which is a song sung That's by- That's not even the worst one. No, 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 no. But that's the only one I could find about a thing. All the other ones are <laughs> just- they weren't real Songs. Are just in that nonsense. Was one of the, the fucking grips into the mic going dog dog yeah, dog. It's literally just all songs that have the word dog. The best one, in my opinion. But is they the clearly one, couldn't afford to let the dogs okay, out. The best one. Oh, that would have been good. The best one, in my opinion, is the one where Tycho is destroying the, the kitchen. kitchen. <laughs> the kitchen. And there's like a. And it's like, that's what could it's like really, to be a dog. Could you really not find that? that one, no, I tried. That's the, that's the audience, best one. Audience, watch this movie just for that song. <laughs> I thought I was having a stroke. It's so. And it's there's barely any music to it. It's literally like if you sat someone, I, which may have been what happened, if you sat someone down on a piano with like a bullwhip and said, write a song about a dog. Which, uh, and then it's like, that's what it's like to be. It's got four paws. And I just want to be your best <laughs> friend. Like, it's so insane. But yeah, this, the, I don't remember the one for that, for where he pulls him around the town and it's like. Well, it's a 20 minute long yeah. song because it's a 20 um, minute long sequence. But okay, but what's crazy. He ends up in the lake. No, hang on. There's two crazy things we have to talk no. about it. No, I'm sorry. They create two crazy things. So the dog is pulling him, but also the dog gets like off the leash. And so he has to chase him down. He pulls him where else but into a skate park. And at a certain point, Calvin just decides to, even though Tycho is staying perfectly still, he just tricks. decides to start doing tricks for no reason. And while he's doing tricks, the dog continues to run away. The skateboarding in this movie is like barrettes in this movie. Like I, my eyes glaze over. I just stopped looking. Barrettes? Yeah, like, you know how you weren't looking at Cape Hannah Baker's barrettes? Oh, okay. Luke didn't know um, what barrettes was for No, I just understand in that context. But uh, so the other the other thing is just that these skateboard tricks, because they're not done by Kyle Massey, it is honestly the worst edited thing I've ever seen, where it'll be like Kyle Massey and then a weird, shapeless form of a person in the air. This and movie then, has legit, I'll get into it later, legit editing mistakes. Oh, it's There's terrible. There's full mistakes. It's awful. But then, so he pulls him around the skate park, whatever, and then he pulls him into through a park that was somewhere, and all of a sudden his skateboard has off-road skateboard wheels and I was just like where the you That's could surfboarding from Johnny Capitola it, it's like those things you need to put on them and I guarantee you what happened was the stunt coordinator had to be like we have to use those otherwise it won't be safe like the person could get hurt and they're like there's no feasible way to explain that just let it happen and they say fuck it we're doing it yeah live. yeah because like literally guys the off-road wheels are like four times bigger than a standard skateboard wheel it's so blatantly obvious but then he pulls them pulls into, into a, a lake to a small lake off a dock and whatever. then he Kyle Massey is like all wet and he ditch tries to ditch the dog with fig Yes, I also have I also have this note, which I think is going to paint a great picture for you guys for the rest of the movie. I think that I should just assume at this point that any sequences where the dog is just doing something kind of wrong is automatically funny to the filmmakers. Like that's why I'm saying. You think they thought that was funny? Because like we're saying, there is no jokes in this movie, really. So you thought they thought that was a gas? Yeah, no, I think they thought this is like. 
the kids are gonna love this. This is gonna like anytime there's goo in a movie where there's like kids love the this goo. This wasn't even that messy. He just no, goes I know, I know, but, but it's like that where they're like kids are gonna love the dog making a mess of things and all that other stuff. Okay, so he ditches the dog with Fig after as he's soaking wet because he's like fuck this, giving this to my assistant. He is in his bedroom and one of my favorite Disney Channel tropes. Fig visits him at his window <laughs> <He's> on, <laughs> with the dog How on the second floor. How has the dog come to the window? Oh, are they on the second? They can't be on the second floor. He goes up the stairs at one point. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. They might be on the second floor. There's Thank no you. way the they're on the second floor. climbed a trellis. <laughs> There's no way he could get up there. <laughs> That's insane. And so anyway, Fig is like, listen, my apartment complex, I guess Fig's family lives in an apartment complex, didn't explore the... the Asthma's expensive. I guess we didn't explore the politics between their different socioeconomic classes here. But he's like, the weight limit for dogs is seven pounds, which is unfortunate because this dog is 360 <laughs> pounds. And he's literally crushing your trellis yeah, right now. And so his landlord threatened to evict him. Like, he got caught with the dog, so he has to give it to Kyle Massey. Um, also, like, evict him, a 10-year-old child. I think he would have threatened to evict his parents, hopefully. Yeah, well, I mean, either way. Yeah, he's gonna get kicked out so and then he just leaves like there's no he doesn't stick around he's just like alright bye and like there's a he again the dog just you know hops on Kyle Massey's bed yes. and won't move <laughs> Kyle tries to have him sleep on the floor and then he's the dog cuddles up with him yeah and you know they cuddle and it's cute yeah and then, it cu- and then it cuts to the next day they meet up at the park again and they're talking about the dog show and they run immediately in, more high drinks they, immediately they, more they dog talk to Pre- they run into Preston Preston's like you'll never get that dog anywhere in the dog like that's the thing about Preston is I can't pin him down because because, like, on a certain level, he's so full of himself. He thinks Jock is the best. He's won two times this championship thing, two times whatever. He should just straight up be like, Do you pose no threat to me. I At first, I thought it was that he would didn't want these guys to enter and like make a mockery of the competition he loves or whatever. That would have made more sense. That would have made more sense. But he just really seems like he's worried about losing for no reason. But why reason. would he be worried about losing? Because this dog literally is not trained. It, it's literally like if I, if there was someone at my high school who had like a dog, was in com- dog competitions or whatever, and I hated him and I wanted to get at him by getting a dog from this the past. already so and, convoluted. And, 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 well, I'm saying this what Kyle did, did, but without being specific to Preston. And I hated him. So I went and got a dog from the pound and said, I'm going to enter it and compete against you. Uh, the other person would just be like, Okay. You're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. Like, why would you think you don't? It, the, the way to succeed is not just having a dog. Like, there's so many other steps. And he, he meets some of them later. But at this point, he's just indignant to the whole idea and it hates him. But then Preston, uh, Jacques and Tycho get a little thing and he pulls them all through the mud. No, so no, 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 no. What happens the is Tycho. The world's muddiest park. Oh my God. Tycho, like, wraps Preston up. And this is where there's a legit editing mistake because you can see Preston reach down and tie himself up. <laughs> Preston takes the leash and pulls it around his own legs in order to be dragged through the mud by Taika, which I just absolutely cracked me up. Yes, but again, when I say through the mud, like the world's mud, like there's oh, troughs there was a of monsoon. mud. Troughs of mud. This and, is where I wrote, wow, I'm so sick of dog hijinks. And and, and, scene, and then the scene's over. And then they take Taika back to uh, Kyle Nasty's house. The backyard they, to hose them off, because they're all covered in mud. Yeah, they're cleaning them off with the hose. The mom comes home early. And then there's a water fight. More dog hijinks. Yeah. And at one point, they cut to the dog, and the dog has its hose in the mouth, and yeah. it's like spraying. Yeah. Yeah, again, the good dog acting. And then the mom comes home early. They all have to and hide. And the water fight is so terribly ADR. Oh, it's, it's all that. I'm, no one's mouth is even moving. That's what I'm saying. It's They're like, like, hey, Calvin, stop. And I'm like, no one's mouth like, is Emma, moving. There's like 17 of these scenes and there's nothing to talk about in any of them. But like they all have to hide in their convenient hot tub, which was conveniently already warmed up. I didn't up. see that hot tub before. Neither did I. No. 
And then it was conveniently piping hot when they hop in. You can see the steam coming off it. I also asked this question, which I guess was answered in the next scene. But then they're like, hiding this dog from the mom. And I go, did this dog not bark at night? Well, they they pay references to that the next morning after he stays over. Because they say, like, we heard you snoring last night. Are you you getting sick or something? To account for the dog, again, like, massive, like, breathing noises. And then they say, like, I know you're a growing boy, but you need to shower every day. Because he smells like shit. No, because everyone smells like dog. Like, it's a massive, that thing would stink to high heaven but then like he leaves for school the next day he doesn't feed the dog i guess not i thought it was just because he left the dog alone no the bowl's empty oh is it specifically because the dog's hungry a good actor taiko carries an empty bowl oh i didn't catch that and thirsty i see i see because yeah the dog he leaves taiko my note here is just this that's how it is when you're a dog so long as you're fucking not this is what you're talking about so he goes into the kitchen and literally this dog is is harry houdini the amount of things that taiko was able to open in this kitchen. He like undone does a bar of, jar of like buttermilk. No, like he, he, no, he opens the refrigerator the and opens cabinets. It's literally insane. It's like you let a raccoon in there. Yeah, I, no, you let a wild chimpanzee for all. Like, it's insane. But so he comes home and he's like, oh no, I can't hide this from my parents. The parents come home immediately and I'm like, okay, so this is the catching him scene. Yeah. And he hides. They put, okay, <laughs> put the dog under a blanket. He puts, just like, stay. This dog isn't trained. He you, just ate a pound of you flour. Can, you can visibly see the dog moving around under the blanket. <laughs> the parents see Calvin sitting next to the blanket. The moving blanket. And he's like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I have some friends over. I'll clean the whole thing up and ask no questions about the blanket. They just say, you know what? He's never taken responsibility for anything. There also was I, kind of a good line. I didn't laugh, but I was like, that's a good line because Kyle's trying to distract them. So he pulls out the mop and is like, I'll clean it up. It's mm. all my fault. It's my fault. And she goes, I'm surprised he even knows where we keep the mop. Yeah, and I exactly. thought that was good. I didn't laugh, but it was a good line. It was one of the few good lines of dialogue in this sure. thing. And so they drop the entire thing and just go upstairs and they continue to be Again, nothing. Again, this is a two-story house. The, his bedroom is upstairs. They continue to be nothing. Um, then it comes the next day and he's had it with Tycho now. He's like, I'm taking you back to the pound. You're, you're not worth the $5,000. Um, I'm taking you back But yet again, school. like there is him just giving up his one motivation and like the thing he wants most in the world is this fucking comic. And the people just give up things on a dime in this movie. And he's like, mm-hmm. I, all right, this is one inconvenience. You're going back to the pound. Yes. And so he's walking to, walking out of his house to go to school and Thrasher and I don't know, but the two concert- the two guys, he got the concert tickets Yeah, for they him. show up and he's like, what's up guys? Did you, are you here for garbage day or whatever? And he goes, and they're like, nah, man, we've been hired to beat you up. And he's like, what, why? And he goes, yeah, that Preston kid, you know, he paid us money like, cause he doesn't want you to enter the freaking dog show, which a dark turn for Preston immediately. <laughs> like Hired thugs. But also why is everyone in this world like the most money motivated entrepreneurial 12 year old? Like they're like, they're like, man, like we got, they we gotta get this we bread. Gave, like gave him our word. Like, I know you said you just won't enter, but like our, our contract is binding. We got to close the yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, he was like, and I'm like, are you guys back. just like fucking schoolyard bullies? Like, what is this? Yeah, well, you know, excuse me for the pun. You have no dog in this fight. Like, what, what are you doing? And but, then the dog uproots a fucking tree. Yeah, Tycho apparently decides to be really protective of Kyle Calvin, which he was a little bit when Preston was messing with him. And he uproots a tree and breaks down the fence and it just attacks these two. Uh, which was very the beast from Sandlot. I little, I mean, he doesn't protect people, but he does break things. So I'll give you that. So he doesn't even really attack them. He just kind of runs the uprooted tree he was tied into to. Them. Into them. Honestly, scarier. A scarier, yeah. There, there, there's, a, there's a splinter factor there. Um, and now, guys, that's all it took. Kyle Massey loves this dog now. He and the dog They're are best friends. They're cuddling in bed. They're best friends. And he's like got a little head. The dog's got his head on Kyle Massey's shoulder. Um, and he's talking to Fig, and he goes, "You know what? We should talk at school or whatever." He's like, "I'll have to talk 
to Emily. She can probably help me train Tycho. Um, and then there's and a dog training montage. There's a romantic dog to training montage. one of the craziest montage. songs I've ever heard. Every song this in this song is the craziest song I've ever also heard. Not, I wrote some lyrics down. Yes, please do. I don't it's remember. It's all like bad wedding band cover of like someone trying to sound like a hoobasank. Like that kind of band. It's like... When together we're light as feathers yes. on a falcon's wings. Yes, yeah, just that's like, a lyric. It's when like, we're together, we're light as feathers yeah, on a falcon's That's what it's about, about like being to, being better together or something like that, and implying that it's him and the dog. But it's clearly about him and Kay Panabaker because they do like the romantic fall next to each that's other in a field. Luke. I know, but it was like it was the most flaccid again, like cardboard cutout romance montage. I didn't want those two people to be. No, together. I. And that's what I'm saying is like they're like, hey, should. Should we write that these two have like you know banter and chemistry? No, no just give him just a that mon- she reads comic books yeah, that just, he likes. Just give him like a quick montage. What song should we set it to? I don't know. Let me Glad get the, as a let, let me get the, let me get the bull. Let me get the bull whip out. Let's see what the guy at the piano can whip up. Watcha! Everything did sound like an you know like a bad improv show where they would yes. like be making up songs on the fly. Yes, that's literally what it's. I'm not joking. That's what it is. And then it cuts to them having lunch at a restaurant. And this freaking it's an outdoor. I'll give them this. It's an outdoor seating. What? Why but, are those 12 year olds at that like nice restaurant no, not, and a no, parking lot? Least of my concerns. <laughs> least of my concerns. The fact is they have this 1200 pound dog just laying amidst the tables that like you were going to trip every single waiter in this spot. Like it is just blocking every possible walkway. But also these kids are like 12 and they're at like a beautiful restaurant for like lunch. Yeah, they're having, and, it's like Italian. I don't know. Whatever. I thought they were going to do some like he's, in the trip meatball He's stuff. like. Don't you think there was going to be some meatball play? No, I didn't expect. Meatball, but he is like, why do you know about Gotham Man? And she's like, because I'm a woman who reads comics. It's she not that read cra- every issue. It's not that crazy of a concept. And he asked her another trick question about the license plate of the Gotham Mobile. Yeah, and then she says, like, what is it with you and the trick questions? Have you never had an honest conversation with someone? And he's like, no, I guess I haven't. And I was like, that's not what a trick question is. Like, what are you talking about? It has nothing to do with having an honest conversation. And then we just cut away because that scene is entirely inconsequential. And like, he and Fig are walking back from school. And so to the, the parents ha- by to, the door. Yes, to, to the house, and they see the mom is home early, and uh, she's like, "Guys, there's a bear in the house," which she's not. <laughs> this is the joke I made earlier that I do think this dog is part bear. And there, and he has to fess, finally fess up and be like, "No, that's my dog, Tycho." And we do a hard cut to the parents discussing it. He's obviously told them everything. I do. I was at this point. I was like, "Yeah, guys, if you if your complaints, if you're settling on this being your take, like a dog will teach him responsibility. Yeah. He's an only child. Like it, he probably hasn't had to ever like you know." Like look after little siblings. Like why not give him something that he's responsible for? And and no, Bullet already has. That's what they were doing with the whole like, oh, he's gonna clean up, and then he fixes the fence that Tycho breaks. Like, oh yeah, there is that point where he's like, I've been wanting to fix that fence or whatever. So they kind of so they come into his room and kind of explain to him that like because you've been showing responsibility, we think it'd be good for you. You can have a dog because again, they have the most nothing parent conversation of like, I had a dog once, and he's so excited he gets to keep the dog because again, he just now loves the dog, no reservations, absolutely. But also, I want to say right now this is after this scene when this scene closes out i made the note we are 45 minutes in and we have not really Nothing trained nor seen a second of competition no the the, the, the training with k panabaker is all the training the dog gets but the, we haven't even like that wasn't for competition no that it's was, like, supposed, sit and no, that, stay. no that's 
what he says when they're going up, when he's coming up to Fig and he finds the mom's got him early. He says, man, those tricks uh, Emily taught, like, showed me. That's I think that's going to be great for the company. Also, okay. Is no. it? It's an no. obstacle no. course. No, of course not. But no, hang on. This is important. It, when he was picking up Tycho from the pound, Kate Panabaker's all excited. And she says, oh, and I even taught him a trick. Did you not expect that? to come back in some way, shape, or form. It doesn't. That, it that, doesn't. That, like, in the competition, in the final performance, he was going to do the one trick uh, Tycho no, no, knew or no, something. No, that's You're giving that movie way too much credit, Luke. It's nothing. But so, he gets to keep Tycho now. And again, this is, I we mentioned it already. They're snuggling in bed, and it's raining outside. <laughs> and Tycho has a goddamn PTSD flashback of, like, where the... Because, you know, dogs are afraid of thunder and lightning. Sure, fine. But then it has the specific flashback to him as a it's puppy. Like, doesn't he eat his homework here or something? Thing. All I know is that there's a song that here because I wrote the lyrics oh. goes I'm a dog. Now that's so that is uh it's not that eat the homework that's a separate thing when he just has the dog for the first time. There's another freaking montage a five second one of Tycho like doing what you were talking about like banging his food bowl against the yeah, wall. Yeah, oh yes, and, because really he just wants more because he wants more because and more food. I said though, but he's still misbehaving. This is what made me write the note about him not being well trained, and we haven't right. seen a second of competition forty five minutes in. We're on another montage of him still not behaving, mm-hmm. and the song is "I'm a dog." Oh, no, I'm a dog. I'm a dog. <laughs> so, but now they're cuddling in bed. They're cuddling in bed, and the thunder wakes up. Tango. Wakes up, Tango, and he has a PTSD flashback to being a puppy. Guys, we're all the streets. They like make the camera it's, shaky. It's so and you dramatic. see the box of puppies, the free puppies. Yeah, and he runs out into the night amidst the storm, and he's like, "Oh no, my past trauma." He's scared of storms. It's insane. And then, and then Kyle Massey rolls up. He's like, "Hey, I got you, Tycho." It's okay. I will say the dog has his eyes have so much expression. Yeah, he's the best actor in the film. So then it's time for the dog show. Obviously, this it's, is where I got really confused because I said the original rules that you could do whatever the fuck you wanted. Why no, is this a race that's now? The, that's the finals. But the, no, not so. Why would the rules change in between the fucking? qualifiers in the There's, finals again no one knows anything about dog shows no one cares there's also a red carpet preston the- and jocks are greeted by paps there's a pap walk what pap what is it paparazzi oh excuse me that i don't know the lingo until someone's not in hollywood um but yes it is like a walk of and okay so this is the thing is you have to win a competition a qualifying competition to get an automatic invite to the finals and jacques and they're like why are you and jacques here you've already won you've already got your invitation and he goes oh we're just here to really seal off any wannabes and i was like i feel like if you have an invitation they shouldn't let you compete because what if your dog just won everything and there's like well, well no. one person then <laughs> yeah like now that means the only one person gets invited I agree. Ter- terrible system really so they roll up and there's again a thing that goes nowhere is they're like we've got to arrive in style and so why though fig a, why fig distracts a, but, like but a, lim- why? A, but a limo driver and they just hop in the back and then they get out like they came out of the car but no one says anything to them no one takes pictures of them it's entirely pointless just to give mitchell musa some time to act a little and then they see emily there who's protesting the dog shows exploiting animals whatever but they the hell hide from her in the stupidest way how did she not see them i have this multiple i have said this multiple times mostly in the first part with the blanket i literally just said how did that work how did that work that should have failed immediately they hide underneath a dog and she doesn't see them go into the dog show they don't they just crawl next to a dog yeah whatever and then they go into the dog show and they're like why do dogs all look like their owners and then a song plays in the back that goes thank god i'm the baddest dog i'm the bad 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 more dog lines <laughs> that's, if you don't say dog once every minute I'm also writing down these lines one of the the main chorus is thank god I'm the baddest dog in the background like the beat that holds that song together is just dogs going <laughs> <laughs> panting also it's I like, think 
Also, they've done. I feel like they've done this joke in a million movies. It's in Hundred and One Dalmatian. It's and I love you, man. The dog, the dogs that look like they're owners. Yeah. Like it's uh, come on. So why does Tycho look like shit? Well, he was rolling around in the grass outside first. I didn't see that. Um, I think. Um, but then they roll up and are like, "We're here to sign up," kind of a thing. And the lady's like, "You know, this is the last competition. It's really weird for you to sign up just for this one." And Preston comes forward because again, for some reason, he's actually intimidated by this guy, and he's like, "According to the rules, he can't enter if he's not, you know, groomed in his nails." There's a tricks. presentation. Standard. There's a presentation standard, and she's like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to get a judge to sign off on him for grooming." And we've been blowing over all of these, obviously, <laughs> but there's been a million things where it's like, it's just like this issue of Gotham Man, and the I, please don't make me Gotham don't Man, do this. Gotham me. Man's catchphrase is "Expect the impossible," and Fig is like, "We can't get him all groomed in time. It's impossible." He goes, "You have to expect the impossible," and he says, "Hand me my phone." And, and he, it's also like, they have a full hour. They have a they literally, It's not like it's 15 minutes. I can minutes. wash a dog in an hour. But this is, again, this is where, this is, <laughs> this is, I guess, my favorite part of the movie is he says, hand me my phone. And he clearly, yes. has, he hands him a PDA, not no. a phone. Um, and he calls Rondell, who call back. His mom is a hair uh, hairstylist. And, I love this part. And here's the, so not only that, is he like calling in a favor to Rondell. Rondell is here for it. Oh, he's Rondell like, I is be like, there. He's like, I'm here to win, baby. Let's go. And he goes and he starts hyping and up. And I did say this was one of the few times that something did come back. I was like, oh, his yes. mom owned a salon. And it was like someone breathed life into this movie for a brief, brief fleeting, minute. That brief one was a breath of fresh. She not, was no, a not breath just her, of fresh. Not just her, Rondell too, because he's like, we're going to do this. And he goes and starts hyping up Tycho. He's like, who's he's the like, big you're dog? the fastest. Who's he? You're going to go out there. You're going to kill him today. And I was just like, hell yeah, Rondell, get it for him. So yeah, then it cuts to, again, you know how no uh, agility trial or whatever or dog show has ever worked in the world? Yeah. It's a race. Yeah. At the same time? It's a simultaneous race, but mm. which, like, there a million complications are going to arise there. Preston and, and Jock are waiting because, they're of course, they're the only ones competing head-to-head. They show up, and Tycho is looking hot. He's got all... He's got his nails trimmed. He's got his fur primed. He prime. looks good. He looks good. And everyone's like, oh, wow, look how good the dog looks. And then uh, Rondell's mom stands up, and she's, like, handing out business she's cards. And, business cards. And, but then then she's then, sitting behind the woman, and she goes, oh, honey... You need to come see, see me. And, and then, like, the camera focuses on her, and you see her horrible hairstyle, and she's just like, oh, I don't know. And I, that was the only time in the whole film I laughed. I laughed. She had that woman delivered that, that line. Woman, yeah, That's so, called showing up to work. Yeah, absolutely. There are no small parts. So I'm not going to narrate any of this shit. What happens is they win, they beat Jacques. And at one point because, someone says it's pandogmonium. Oh, yes. So there the are, dog puns get so, so bad. There, there are two announcers um, who are commentating over everything. And by, say, and by saying commentating, I mean they just say dog puns. <laughs> Where they just go... That get progressively thing, worse. Just like, things are looking rough out there. It's like, oh, this is woof, wonderful. I don't know. I was just letting them fall like water off my back. I was like, I don't... I can't even at this point. Whatever. So, if he beats Jacques, what he does... He knocks over every single obstacle. So, they establish that there are time penalties if you don't do the obstacles. But basically, he like speed runs it in a way... Where that he breaks all the rules and gets all the time penalties, but that means he finished the course quickly really enough fast. that even with the time penalties, it's the fastest time anyone's ever posted. So it's like a weird like oversight that if you just don't do anything and then take the time penalties, you still have the best time. Which I honestly kind of like, but also I mean like why would no? How is no one? How is no one figuring that? I out don't figure that number one. But also they say at one point that Preston gets a penalty. 
because he picks up Jacques to like put him back on the course. And I was just going to and I said, why not just disqualify him for that? Like they, because he, the other dog fucking well, no, destroyed the no, gym. But I, no, but that's the argument is that he, I, I thought Preston was going to go like, what? You're disqualifying me. He destroyed everything. It's like, yeah, but he didn't pick up his dog, which is the only thing. Because you can't, because pick, you up can't pick up because he's massive, which is kind of funny. Lucas, you're writing a better version I, of it's this just movie. Like, I don't know. Cause he's already in the, in the final competition. It doesn't matter if he does get to time in this one, but so he wins. That would actually work because that would make him more pissed off. Then. Yes, obviously. But also, this is what pisses him off, is that Tycho takes the dog rolled by storm. He's getting interviewed by all the canine fancy magazines. They say expect the impossible. But no one cares. At and one he, point, says, someone says, I'm from the canine press corps. What was that? I, I can't begin to fathom what's going on there. And he's looking on with an evil plan of clearly brewing in his brow. And there's like, he has like goons behind him, not the paid ones from earlier, but other like dog goons where like there's a dog woman. Dog goons? There's like a woman like petting Jacques instead of him and someone's like brushing his hair. Like, not, not Jacques, someone's like patting uh, Preston on the shoulder. I was like, who are those people These behind you? dog her? goons. I guess. I feel like we should take a break at this point, but honestly, there's not that much left there's to go. Barely there's there's barely left. anything to go. I'll play the dog song at the end. You'll hear it. Anyway, so obviously... What happens next? We're back at school. We're back at school. Tragic backstory. Well, yeah. So random random tragic backstory. That we didn't need. No. I was fully okay with their relationship. This doesn't come up. Where they're talking about like their dog strategy, whatever. Dog strategy. Calvin throws him his backpack. He's putting on the locker. And Emily is there. And out of nowhere is like, why do you, why are you like his personal assistant that he just craps on all the time? And he gives us his tragic backstory. He's gotta have a job. Where he's like... Also, this scene was another one that drove me fucking nuts. There was clearly two cameras. Every time it's on Mitchell Musso, it's fine. Every time it's on Kay Panabaker, it's fucking out of focus. (laughs) She's blurry. I was like, really, guys? Really? We couldn't do that again? No take twos, baby. But he explains, so you know how when I was new at this school, everyone- In like third grade. They keep flashing back to third grade. Third grade was a dark time for these people, apparently. But then he goes, everyone made fun of me because of my asthma, which is incredibly messed up. I know children are cruel, but I feel like enough people, like as much as I was- lauding the asthma representation. I feel like kids know what asthma is and like from it TV. It seems very like 1960s to make someone fun of someone for having asthma. I don't know, dog. Um, No pun intended. And I'm a dog. I'm a dog. I'm a diggity dog. That's just the, the, that's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse song. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. I would have loved for that song to be in this movie. Anyway, and he explains, I had a really bad asthma attack one day. Oh no, Kyle also made fun of me, FYI. I mean, everyone Cal- made fun of me. Including Calvin. Um, But I had a really bad asthma attack one day and he was- And, and I was inches from death and yeah, the they, teacher stood over me laughing. <laughs> what? He didn't say that. No, um, everyone was laughing. Everyone was laughing. Calvin's the only one who remembered that the janitor also has asthma. And when got, Calvin's a fixer. And he went and got his inhaler and used it to me before the, before the ambulance could get here. I, again, I, I'm not qualified to say can this. Can you use anyone's I don't inhaler? think you can just use anyone's. I feel like the prescription is specific to the person. I was probably good enough until the ambulance got there. Fine. But, but like, should you be telling I don't to feel, do I that? Feel like you, I don't feel like you can swap inhalers with anybody is all I'm going to say, but I could be wrong. I don't know. And like, and then he visited me every day in the, the hospital, hospital and read- How long was he in the in, hospital post one asthma attack? And read me comic books every single day. Gotham, man. And then there's like a, uh, what do you call a photo booth strip of them. Of them? Like being best friends. And, and that's in focus. We can't get Katie Baker's face in focus. And, he, and she goes, so there is like a heart of gold beneath all of it. Which is just so fucking ham-fisted. Like show, don't tell. When I watched this movie, I came away with that same thing of like, they're just telling us things, but they're not telling us anything. It's just like, it's not show, don't tell. 
it's show. Don't give vague suggestions yeah, to, as to what you're telling to me. plot. Yeah, it's ugh. then she comes over for the visit. Yeah, and I feel like we haven't hit this hard enough on the head. This child is running this dog yep. shelter. Like, why is she so allowed? Her to Her boss is doing nothing. Why is she allowed to make so she like to make so many decisions and hard policy? She's calls? running the computer. She's doing the home she's visit. Doing, she, you, there's no way she would do the home visit. You are sending a child into the home of strangers. Into the home of strangers. No, she's no, twelve. No physically possible way. But she comes over, and then the dog brings them pizza. Yeah, he's like biting when the pizza When did the dog box. get good enough trained to bring anyone pizza? Never, never. He's, I mean, he's always been a good boy, but in only in our eyes, not in the context of the And they film. play video games. They, and I wrote, they, they play, she plays video games, pick her! They play video, they play a Nintendo 64, well, it's, it's Nintendo 64 console, it's whatever garbage on the screen. You know, I always love to see what the nonsense they use for video game and Disney Channel and TV, kids movies, but they're using a Nintendo 64 in the year of our lore 2005. They're like, what can we use? Nintendo 64, that'll be, that'll be on point. But she has a great time. Everything goes well with the home visit. But then the, she also is like, I like this comic avenging Angie. Yeah, And sure. don't, you know how one love, don't women love when men just shit all over their interests? And he's like, fuck you for liking that comic. <laughs> it's Wanna about a woman. Want to dance with me? Women are stupid. Anyway. And she's like, yeah. And then she makes fun of a woman. She's like, I know you look great in all spring colors. And I'm like, this movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay. So here's the thing is I'm like, okay, so now we have this laid. And then obviously the dance is going to be the same time as the dog show. She's going to find out about the dog show and not want to go with them. We don't see the dance. And she he gets his spot blown up about the dog show within five seconds. By, it's on TV. It's That's on how TV. I knew this show. This movie was so cheap. I was like, they're just going to have it show up on TV. And like, and she's like, oh, let me turn that off. And she's like, no, no, I want to see what's going on or whatever. And she immediately is just like, you don't care about Tycho. You just want money. You're exploiting him in this horrible practice. Ah, I'm Kate Panabaker. He's like, no, I do actually like this dog now, though. And she goes like, no, I don't believe you. And then you. she does another show, don't tell thing where she's like, yeah, so you like him now? And you have secretly had a heart of gold this whole time? Sure. And he's like, no, that is what yeah, happened. Like you're describing the plot. Yeah, basically. And so then Fig shows up up after seeing Emily storm away. Literally one second One apart. second. The, one second the apart. The back end of this movie is condensed so, so quickly. They're like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And Fig is like, there's missing dog signs up for Tycho. Let's call him he has Chester. a family. He has a family. You have to give. And okay, this was the old, this was the other time I laughed, but it wasn't at the movie. It wasn't with the movie. It was at the movie. So they're having a dramatic like meeting in his kitchen, in Calvin's kitchen, where he's going over this with him. And he's like, someone put these up all over town. Like you got to give Tycho back. Like it's where he belongs with his family and Kyle Massey walks over to like their sliding glass door and like looks out the window puts a hand on it like he's dramatically looking out at the city and is just like take them all down yeah <laughs> and he goes what he's like take all of them down I well, have it's to also like I have to see this you know, it's like he's like an assistant and being like, burn the orphanage. <laughs> like, it's like, I run this town, baby. I want him to be smoking. It's so overdramatic. And then Fig just goes, no. And he's like, what did you say to me? And then I wrote, these posters are so obviously to keep it's him out so... of the competition. It's also not even fun for a second as an audience member because we watched Tycho's tragic backstory. We know he doesn't have an owner. Absolutely. Like, that's just bad storytelling. That's just We're bad not storytelling. Like, oh, no, he does have anything. We know it's a ruse. Yeah. Had you started with... The, Any ambiguity. Like, I'm saying, had you started with the stray dog? Oh, thing, yeah, yeah. I, I, you could buy it from there. And that's the thing. But we're like, literally seeing cause, PTSD cause, flashbacks. Because my like, thought was, why don't they just go ask Emily where the dog came from? But she, just because they found it on the street doesn't mean it didn't have an owner beforehand, technically. The way they busted actually is pretty Emily smart. wouldn't know, but we, we have no, seen No, 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 I agree with you, but I'm just saying, like, in the context of the movie, like, they, there's no real way for them to find out, but I totally agree with you. But we I'm know. saying it's not fun for us. Absolutely, I agree with you. But then, like, the parents come home. I mean, he and Fig break up, have a friend break up because 
because Fig's like, you really are selfish. You only care about you. But And the parents come home and have their own flyer to like, he have to give him back to his family. And he's like... That also ends so quickly. Like his whole thing of like, we're not It's because keep- nothing in this movie is anything. He's like, I want to keep Tycho more than anything. People and have like, arguments and then they're completely over. I mean, an argument is, you can't call it an argument. It is not an argument. <laughs> You're right. No one's even convicted in what they're saying. And so we see, and this is another, similar to the, the dramatic kitchen argument, is he takes him to this house based on the flyer and like, he's like, hi, I have your dog. And this random man. And I was like, that's the gardener. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't recognize him. You didn't him. recognize no. him? Fuck no. you. Fuck you. No, you don't I deserve didn't. to host this podcast. <laughs> really? You're going to yell at me for not noticing Fuck things. Fuck you. <laughs> it was so obvious. I was half watching. I mean, I, it was obvious. I was, was falling asleep as it, I watched. It was obvious what was going on. I just didn't recognize the man. But it's a, it's a random couple. They're like, hey, it's Chester. Great. Come on in, boy. Get the reward. Dog is growling at them. And actively growling. They're like, come in, boy. And she's like, get the reward. And he's like, I don't want the reward. I just want my dog. This, again, I, guys, I'm so done. Um, it's like, it's I, not even emotional when no, he's like, stay. I didn't no. even care. No, but that's the thing is he just goes, stay, boy. And then he walks away and it's raining. And I feel like they're raining because there's little bits of water on Kyle Massey's face. And I was like, were they trying to do like, oh, they, I, they, my tears are lost in the rain, like freaking from Blade Runner or some shit? Like, what are you doing? What are we doing? Not what are you doing. I just wrote down. What are we doing I here? also said, that's the gardener from Preston's. Aren't you a fucking fixer? This <laughs> is your job. You should know this. You should have your head on a goddamn swivel. So he's crying, whatever. And then Fig goes to see Emily with the Chester poster and is like, hey, or like, I guess he must tell Fig at a certain point, whatever. They yeah, took, at one point he's in bed and he reaches for the dog. Yeah, that, that was that was kind of sad. That was kind of sad. But he tells Fig he returned him to his family, whatever. Fig goes and sees so Emily. So then their fight's resolved. Yes. Immediately. Yes. Fig goes and sees Emily and is like, listen, he's not selfish. He gave Chester back to the family, even though he loves the dog so, so much. And then Emily sees the poster and she's like, no, I took this photo of Tycho. It was the photo we took. It's to a put fucking a, terrible photo. It's not like fucking red eye. I don't know. And it looks like his, he, gra- he was graduating, graduating from doggy daycare or something. Like, he's just like, huh? But she's like, no, I took this photo to put on the shelter website. Like, this isn't a, a photo they could have possibly had in order to make this sign. They're like, so it's a fake. Something fishy's going on. They pull this together so rapidly. No, no, no. They go, they go and get All Calvin. on bikes. They go and get Calvin. And she does her immaculate swan dive off her bike, apparently. Fucking nuts. And Guys, watch the movie just for that and the dog kitchen scene. <laughs> and they tell Calvin what's going on. Um, and then all three of them are on skateboards, bikes, and things, and they're driving. And then and as they're moving, because the movie transit, can't even, the movie can't even slow them down for five seconds to talk here. They're like, they gotta be talking on their way. And they're like, wait, I remembered that guy. He was the gardener. Preston, they did to keep it out of the competition. Blah, 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 blah. And like, they do the, they do like monk style, like here's, this, here's what happened flashbacks. And I was like, you guys are piecing this all together in transit. And I was like, yeah, you dumbasses. Yeah, so they go to back to the gardener's house. And, the, and they would also do like an echo voice effect over those flashbacks. Yeah, because it was, like it was so way too dramatic. And the dogs in the basement, the, the adults are arguing, being like, I don't also, care. I don't care how much also, we're getting paid. Get the dog out like, of the house. Cat on a hot tin roof southern accents. Dude, I was like, I don't want this monster in my house. And like, I was like, what the fuck? Did they have those accents before? I didn't notice the accent. I think it got the asthma. I was like, what yeah. the fuck is happening? Maybe the wife had one. I don't think the They both did. I they know. both did. The husband just talked like he didn't know what he was doing. You're a fucking moron, Luke. <laughs> they didn't have them before and they had me. 
So they concoct a plan to have Fig go up to the door and distract him, just like in Gotham. And he's like, I can't lie like you can. And I was like, this isn't something we even established about your character. No, I think it's it's within, like, he's, you know, he's a talker, he's a charmer, I get it. But Who is? Calvin. No, but we, yes, agree with you, but we haven't established that Mitchell Musso can't. There wasn't a scene where he couldn't lie. Well, yeah, but I just feel like it's more, it's their personalities. Like, if you were picking one for the job, I mean, I could make sense. It didn't warrant a fucking monologue in the, by the window of the house. Well, yeah, they were talking so loudly in front of the windows of this house, by the way. Like, they say shush at one point and then don't proceed to make their voice any quieter. But he goes up to distract him and he rings the doorbell and he's like, hey, I'm here to sell you magazine subscriptions. And he pulls magazines out of his backpack. I was like, why didn't you have those, Fig? Like, 2005, what? we always carried magazines. You never know when you get bored. You didn't have a smartphone. It was insane. You always had to have a teen people strapped to but you. But so they go in through the back door, he and Emily, and <laughs> like... I didn't even laugh at that. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and, he, uh, and he motions to Fig to pretend to have an asthma attack. And so he just like, <gasps> like stops breathing. And the wife immediately is like, oh, yeah, I think he's got asthma like my cousin. And like a big assumption on her. The ass. asthma like my cousin Gail is how she says it. And so they go and get Tycho out of the basement. And then he just sits up and is like, I'm good. Bye. End of scene. No weight to anything. No consequences. No like, hey, catch those kids. Nothing. And so they return home. They get the dad to drive them to the dog competition. Oh, so the dog competition, like we mentioned. So the agility course is just jumps and ramps and all that stuff. And the dog competition is held in the same place. And it's just all the jumps and ramps and stuff, but painted to look like the, uh, various landmarks around the world. Like it's like the, oh, what was, there was one decent one. It was like a uh, Bonehenge instead of Stonehenge because dog bones. Lucas, I wrote down Bonehenge. <laughs> um, and like the Pawful Tower Wait, or something. Lucas, you also skipped over. And the fact that she, they, Oh they God, rescued, yeah, I'm sorry. They rescue the dog and then get and the no, dog yeah, dude, It's not his idea. Emily, Emily's like, you have to compete. She's like, you have to beat Preston now. And, and I was like, like, she gave up her morals for a man so and fast. And Kyle Massey even says, what about, how do you think, Tycho? You're ready to get exploited one more time? And I was like, what an insane way to phrase this. Nuts. Thank you for catching me on that. Because like, literally, she's Nuts. Like, she gives really up just, her entire worldview for a man almost immediately. Without explanation. She's like, normally I would be against this. But and Preston. Said, Respect, but, girl. And she's just like, you've got to compete. And then I wrote. The theme is around the world and 80 dogs. And then I said in all caps, bonehead. <laughs> that was, I think, really the only time I laughed. Um, also, Rondell and his mom are there because they're, they're, they're supportive and I love them. But so Jacques is giving his performance of like, yeah, jumping through stuff and catching Frisbees, whatever. All the same stuff they did at the basketball court. And they're showing up like they're behind. They're, they're you know, racing to, in the car to get to the uh, stadium, all that jazz. And he does his bit and he gets a 98 out of 100. And he's like, they're like, oh, a near perfect score. No one will ever beat that. It's impossible. They roll up and they're like, what? Hey, and I think Fig points this out. What are you going to do? Because you don't really have a routine figured out. Yeah, I had the same thought. And he goes, oh, yes, we do. And he, like, puts his skateboard helmet on. The and puns also start getting so much worse from I, the I could, I genuinely didn't have the brain space to write them down. I recognized, in, I think, in my notes somewhere. I was just like, I'm not going to even attempt these puns because they're just all, all so bad and so hammy. So he, like, bursts out of his dad's minivan and has Tygo, like, pull him through the stadium, like in through the corridors and stuff. There's a guy standing at a wall by a big switch and he sees Tycho and Kyle Massey coming and he's just like, you know what, let me do this. And he just reaches over and pulls the switch and fire erupts that was nuts. on the other that side. And he shoots out nuts. of the big banner like he's like at a home game at a, for freaking football. Bursts out of a banner for the dog show and he's like, yeah, me and Tycho, we're here. Let's do it. And they go, okay, you have a minute and a half. Everyone's, you know, on their feet applauding. And, but I was just like, 
why is there fire set up for this dog competition? It also looked way too expensive for this fucking movie. Did that, not, did that not raise any red flags to you? Because I was like, what? That's where all the budget went, really. So, And I wrote in my notes here, guys, I am so sick of skateboarding, not even these flames can make me care. Because, yeah, that's the thing, is, like, his routine is just him skating. The skate- kid skates, and, and the dog runs next to him. The dog does, like, a couple jumps, but it's, like, in no way really involved in what's going on. It's mostly a skateboarding exhibition, as opposed to really anything else. But the crowd is eating it up like it's the most incredible thing they've ever seen. Preston recognizes this. He's in the audience. And he gets a wild hair to just be like, okay, well, I'm going to kill this no, man. That, this this. Would, okay, this would result in his death. So he sneakily goes under the tallest ramp possible. Which was also weirdly too tall. Well, way too tall. Way for too a tall. dog. For a dog com- competition. Well, it's because clearly no dog was ever meant to go up that only. It was he, meant for a skateboard. It was meant for a skateboard. He goes in it, and there's, of course, a conveniently placed hammer, and he just starts hammering the supports out from underneath. So when Kyle Massey goes up it, his weight collapses it at the very top. There's a shot of Preston under the ramp still, like, cackling maniacally, like, ha, 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 no one will defeat me in shock. If that and collapses on him, he's dead. He would collapse on him, and then, like, but you, when it collapses, you don't see him in there. There's not even a shot of it, like, Buster Keatoning falling away from him. And Kyle Massey spends about 20 minutes in the air as he's oh, wired. Oh, I, I could have ironed a shirt in the time that he was in the air. Um, what I did like is is Tycho catches his skateboard midair. That was pretty good. I did like that. Although that probably hurt his teeth, I feel like. I feel I was kind what? of... That when he catches the skateboard in midair. Oh, I feel well, like that would hurt his doggy teeth. Well, I was a little bit more concerned with the fact that if Kyle Massey hit the judge's table with that force, he would have been killed with a blunt force. Are trauma. you more concerned? Are you more concerned about <laughs> him or are you more concerned about Tycho's little teeth? I'm Tycho's more, a bit of yeah, teeth. Yeah, yeah, I honestly hope that both Preston and Calvin would be killed in this incident. <laughs> um, I was hoping for a mass casualty event. But so he crashes <laughs> into the judge's table. A fall that would kill someone, if not knock you out. I'll give them, He hits that with such force. He has a helmet on. I'll give them that amount of credit. Okay. I'll give him a small sliver of credit. But so he lands on the judge's table and is like, so how do we do? And my favorite ADR line in the whole movie comes right here, which is apropos of nothing. (laughs) No one has seen what happened because there was no shot of Preston doing anything. Obviously you're disqualified. That that is how fast this movie is moving. A judge goes, well, Preston obviously cheated, so he needs to be disqualified. And they and then there's just more whispers and they go, here's what we'll do. And they give him a 99 as opposed to a 98. The dog does no tricks. The dog jumps two things. It is a skateboarding competition. It is a skateboarding nonsense. And he wins. And they have no evidence that he sabotaged that ram. I mean, he, they should have because he should have been underneath it. And then class. there's a fucking long ass scene at the end because he takes the winnings from this competition to pay for Kay Pandybaker's dog shelter and not the comic. And I thought for sure we're going to end the spring dance. Hang we on. Go back to the dog shelter. Yeah, I gotta, we gotta stop before we get to the dog shelter. There's one thing, because this is what I was talking about. Tycho catches the skateboard, right? And then as he's celebrating his big win for the $5,000, et cetera, et cetera, he brings the skateboard back to Kyle Massey and it snaps in two because Tycho destroys things and he's a big dog. Freaking, it is so blatantly made out of foam. It is just a piece of foam that they have bent. The wheels are made of foam. It is just black foam that they have shaped into a skateboard. And then- I didn't even notice this. And then when he, go look at it. It's, Guys, when I tell you when the skateboards came on screen, I averted my eyes and because it was disgusting. And here's the thing is I get- I was disgusted I by the get, skateboard I get putting it in Tycho's mouth because again, his little doggy teeth, he don't want to hurt him. But then when he hands it to Kyle Massey, it's still the most broken, obvious. <laughs> like you can see it close. That's what I'm saying. I could have made that. Give me a weekend. I could have made that shit. Oh, this is the- pr- 
prop you're talking about? The prop, yeah. I could have made this prop. It's so, it looks like something that from a high school props department, literally. Like, and I said specifically our high school props department where everything was made out of foam because that's the only material. We did did a lot of foam work. A lot of foam work. But yeah, they go to the animal shelter. They've renamed the animal shelter after the guy who created Gotham Man. What the fuck was that? Stanley Wickford or something. I know, but name it after Calvin. He gave him the fucking money. Well, that's who Calvin wanted it named after. But so they needed the $5,000 to make renovations. Here's the thing about this Why would they name it like Gotham Shelter then? Like we haven't even heard that name before. That's such stupid writing. No, they've they've said it explicitly before. Oh my fucking God. I hate this movie. Please let me done. But so one quick thing that I do want to point out is everyone's here for the animal shelter event. Rondell living his best life. He's got a little kitten on his shoulder. He's petting it. It's really adorable. And I was like, hell yeah, Rondell. Happy ending, my boy. Rondell would be a cat man. Yeah, he was loving it. It was so, it was so tiny and he's so tall. It was adorable. He gets all um, pussy. You proud of yourself? Yeah. Okay. Um, He's 22, I can say that. He's 47 years old. <laughs> but so here's the thing, gang. So the re- so this is what they were saying about at the beginning, is that they don't have enough room in the shelter. So the renovations that Kyle Massey paid for were to make the animal shelter bigger so they could house more dogs. All they did in filmmaking terms is they took out half the cages in the animal yeah, shelter. There's more space. There's, so it looks like there's more space. But it's no, it's just categorically. It's the same scene, set. But just less cages to make yeah. it look like there's more space. So it's literally like the exact same room. This scene also drags on for no fucking reason. This was the scene where I was like, they're adding Emma, I'm like, Emma, there's no script. Emma, Emma. They're this, making Emma, shit up. This movie drags on for no reason. Because and then Oliver, no, Mitchell Oliver, Musso, that's oh. his name, Hannah Montana. My brain is breaking. Mitchell oh, Musso gets adopts. in the cage with a tiny little dog, and I go, fucking dog's under seven pounds. I can yeah, go out as an apartment yeah. complex. That's the thing they bring yes, back. Yeah. And then the dog is also actually really good at tricks. And so he's like, oh, maybe it'll compete in the this dog show. This all felt like improv. And, yeah. And then Emily is, and Emily's like, ha ha ha, but you guys are both going to compete. I'm like, you want them to you compete? You hate still? the dog shows. <laughs> and then he's like, well, the really dogs you need a manager. And then they just walk out and it zooms on like a random painted dog and face. And we still don't know what happened to the dance. It's guys, Emma and I were talking a little bit about this before we started. It's just that it's, this movie is nothing. It's like, nothing. It's like, a bullet point list of things that happen, but they're separated by like 25 minutes each of dog montages and things that are entirely irrelevant. Would you, what do you rate this movie then? I I think I have to give it like a two because there are some things that I like and I think could have been something. It's not just like a flat one. Like, cause that's the thing. Our, I think our lowest rated movie at this point is still Dad Napped, which was just painful mm, to sit through bad. and experience. This was not that bad. This wasn't painful, but it was so clearly like no effort, nothing involved. I will forget everything about this movie by this time, like next month. Oh yeah. It, it's, there's literally, it is a ghost of a movie. It is nothing. I would also give it like a, a two or a three. Oh, I'll say good. 2.5. Okay. If only because I want you guys for Kate Hannabaker because doing a good job and I also want you guys to tune in and listen to those dog songs and also like if you needed something my recommendation for this movie is this if you needed something to play to maybe make robbers think you have a dog in your house or just to have sound if you don't want robbers to know that you're home alone you could put this movie on and it would serve that purpose yes but don't watch it just put it no. on uh, I will also I will make you a promise listeners because uh, we've it talked- won't annoy you if you're in the kitchen this is yeah, playing yeah. living room dad napped if I was in the kitchen and was in the living room I would be annoyed just hearing it sure but I'll make you a promise listeners because we talk about it so much and because there was no break in this episode I will put at the end of this episode all of the dog songs so you can how just how will go, you find them I, you have I, to record them I will I will figure out a way to get them off just of, get the kitchen one I will get them off Disney Plus just I, get the kitchen no, well they're also short and I can physically put them all I will put the dog songs so you can hear them because they guys, are guys stick around for this it's a treat Stay, stick I don't know how many people actually listen to the very end of the podcast but it'll be worth it this time but yeah that's 
Uh, I don't even remember the name of it. Life is Rough? Life is Rough. Well, it's spelled R-U-F-F in case that wasn't yeah, clear. Yeah, you fucking morons. You better um, know. There is, a, there is another dog Disney Channel movie, right? It's called like Hounded with... Uh, not the I don't book, fucking know, but all I know is that we're not doing it because I need a dog break. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. What are we watching next month? I didn't mean to. We are going to watch um, Bad Hair Day. Sorry. Oh, no. Yeah. Not one of them. That's from like the dark period of Disney Channel. It's from 2015. Yes, the dark period. I'm really scared of it. It says it's the first the or maybe the only Disney Channel movie with an adult lead. It's oh. Laura Morano and the mom from Good Luck Charlie, who I think is funny. Oh, isn't she like an anti-vaxxer, the mom from Good Luck Charlie? Well, we're giving... <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm not slandering her, but I feel Guys, like why can we not even keep these people's scandals straight anymore? Uh, opposition to mass mandate for children. <laughs> Thanks for playing! Thank you for playing! Mom, good luck, Charlie. We will send you the home game. Player off. Um, yeah, so I think I've talked about this before, but like, yeah, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, like the 2010s to like the mid to 2015, 2016 area is like the dark period of Disney Channel. I mean, movies. I had no idea this movie existed. And guys, I'm gonna let you know the plot sounds fucking nuts. Yeah, it's, it's I'm not looking forward to that. There's another one called Frenemies from that period. Which that was I, the one I almost picked. That, is, that, that was the other that one, is I the almost... one That is the only one from that period that I've seen, and it is uh, hot garbage. I was like, I was almost like, oh, I'm going to save this for something even, because that's got Zendaya in it. Oh, that, oh well, no, she's in some of it, because it's a series of vignettes. It is not a continuing She's Jesus narrative. fucking yes, Christ. That is what I know about this movie, because I, when I was in Disney World one time, and we only had the Disney Channel in our hotel or whatever, that was like all we would watch. And so we tuned into that movie at different points the other day and it was always something different and I found out later it's because there's like three separate storylines that are all vignettes. Anyway. Disney um, Channel should not take on any sort of storytelling that ambitious. I feel like you're going to be on a roll for picking bad movies. I'm excited. I'm not excited but I guess we'll do that next time. Uh, Thank you guys so much for joining us through this horrifying misadventure through a nonsense movie. Emma where can people find you on the internet? I am at Emma Stone Tyler on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I am uh, at Wildfire underscore King on Twitter. You can find me there. You can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash Tyler. Thank you so much to everybody supporting me there. But of course, you can find us on Twitter at Podcast. Give us a follow, become a loyal comrade so you can see when new episodes are going up as we kind of catch up to our schedule here. But if you want to be a real comrade, you should, of course, rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify or Google Play Music, wherever you can. It really helps us out, and we deeply, deeply appreciate it. As always, Emma needs compliments to live. Or I'll die. <laughs> that was so serious. But uh, speaking of compliments, let me throw one to uh, uh, Audio Entropy. There's a show on there you'll love. I guarantee it. You should check it out at audioentropy.com. I think that'll do it for us this month. Emma, are you ready to give him some dog music? I'm a dog. I'm a dog. I'm <laughs> no, I, said, dog. I meant I was going to play it. Please don't sing it anymore. I will perform it all. No, I won't do it. I soon. Cue it, Johnny. Dog, cue, it up. cue it up, future Luke. Start playing it. Decoms forever. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
How many owners look exactly like their dogs? Remember, wipe your feet cause there's a dog. 